Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the CollegeToPro.com NFL Draft Blast, the audio alternative for fans and NFL personnel to know NFL Draft prospects. Join host Bo Mashanti as he brings the next generation of tomorrow's NFL stars to you today. No more than the name. Another edition of the C2P. I am your show host, Bo Marshanti. As always, we appreciate you stopping by and joining us as we bring you the next generation of tomorrow's NFL stars, and we do bring them to you today. We have a fantastic young man on the program. He's two classes away from earning his master's from South Florida. He was also a 2022 honorable mention all AAC offensive lineman. It's none other than Brad Cecil. Brad, fabulous career. You really carved yourself out as the anchor to that Bulls offensive line. But congratulations on that, and welcome to the program. How's this afternoon treating you, my friend? Yeah, first off, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I love love getting to talk ball. Uh, you know, afternoon's going good. I got my uh, my first day of training in, and uh, just ready taking that ready to take that next step. Can you believe it? you're on that to that next step i mean now the college football is in the rearview mirror i'm sure it was something that you aspired to play collegiate football and then obviously get a shot at the next level but did it go by in a blink of an eye for you oh my gosh it went by quicker than i would have wanted it to i mean it's the the, <laughs> the seniors tell you when you're a freshman you know they tell you the cliche you know oh you know soak it in because it goes by quick and you know i'm sitting there in my chair freshman year and i'm like yeah of course of course these guys are going to say that and now i'm like I'm, I'm telling the freshmen that now i'm like wow i sound just like them so it definitely definitely went by fast um it's definitely definitely a bittersweet moment but i had a great time yeah and, and, and again uh fabulous accolades you've built and you and you've kind of you carved I should say you, you got your foot in the door right off the cuff. I mean, you arrived there and, and you were getting action in starting games. Did it come easy to you? And I'm not saying, you know, the big time, it, but, you know, you could have got there and never got to where you're at today. I mean, kind of take us through those first snaps at South Florida and you, again, getting your feet wet, but not only getting your feet wet early, but you reestablished yourself as a guy that this team could depend on. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely – I definitely endured a road of um, mental mental challenges. I think that that was the biggest part for me was adjusting to the college atmosphere and the college life and being on my own. And I think that was the hardest part for me because, you know, I was fortunate enough to go to a high school that really, really prepped us and ran the high school like it was a college. So I knew, you know, the way that, you know, workouts were going to go. I knew the way that practice was going to go. But just the speed of college football and the speed of just life when you're on your own, I'm, I just wasn't ready for that. And so, you know, when I first got here, I, I had all the, the physical skills, but I just mentally was not ready to go in a game. So they would sprinkle me in here and there. And then um, fortunately I was able to get, I got my first start like halfway through the season and I, I ended up grading like the highest um, and I got like the most knockdowns. And then from then on, it's just kind of been, it's kind of been my show. So, um, but I definitely, as hard as those times were sitting out and, you know, watching other people play the, the game that I love, like in the position that I play, um, it definitely, huh. it definitely allowed me to grow. Um, it definitely allowed me to grow as a football player. 
Um, you know, even though it was only like six games or so, I really needed that because I think that if I got thrown in in that first game, I might have sailed a couple snaps and <laughs> missed, missed a couple blocks. <laughs> Excellent stuff. I'm curious, uh, Pop Warner, Pee Wee, was football your game of choice? And were you always the bigger, more athletic kid? Or did it take some time for you to kind of grow into the, the frame that we see you at now? You know, it's funny that you say that. I didn't even start playing football until high school. Um, I was a, a lifelong baseball player. I could have sworn I was going to the MLB. I was I was set on playing baseball. I played it I played it year round, uh, from the age of four all the way up until right about thirteen, fourteen, right in that high school, uh freshman freshman in high school range. And I get to high school and you know, I had always wanted to play football. I was just always over the weight limit or you know, there wasn't a team that had a no weight class that I could play on uh, that was close by, so it just never worked out. Um, I got to high school, and I was like, you know, I want to play both. And the coaches said to me, they were like, you need to pick one. If you if you want to really get serious, you need to pick one. And I was like, well, I've had my fun with baseball. And, you know, everyone in my family, they're freaking out. They're like, you know, all this time we invested, <laughs> you, you've been a baseball player your whole life. And then I just I dropped it and picked up football and – Within within a year, like coaches were telling me, you know, you have the size, you have the athleticism. Now, if you just really hone in on, you know, getting your body right, learning the technique, learning the fundamentals, like you can really be something. And then, you know, I've always, I feel like I've always been a very driven person, a very motivated person. So, hearing that, hearing you know someone believe in me and see potential in me, that that's all I needed to really, really start to grind and, uh, you know, really begin the process of where I am today. Excellent stuff. Once again, Brad Cecil, the South Florida Bulls standout here on the C2P. If you folks ever miss any of these shows in their entirety, you know you can find them at Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, anywhere where you listen to your podcast. You can find these free and available to download and listen at your leisure. So you, you mentioned, you know, getting uh, six games, you, you, you know, you, you get your feet underneath you. What point do you know, Brad, that you're you're going to succeed and at what point do you know that what you're doing on Saturday afternoon can possibly get you an opportunity to earn a living on a Sunday afternoon in the fo- in the National Football League Wow, I mean I really, you know, it was always a dream to, you know, once I started playing high school, was, the dream was to get to college and then, you know, long term like just grand grand goal was to reach the NFL but that was kind of out of my sight it was I, I was really focused on college so once I got to college and you know all I was thinking about was playing football I didn't really I wasn't thinking about the NFL I wasn't thinking about next step I was just thinking about I want to play football I want to you know say that I you know played for a division one team won some games and you know like I, I, I mentioned before I started I got my first start my freshman year and you know I started grading out the highest I started getting the most knockdowns and that ended up being a consistent thing for me and the the assistants the coaches they would tell me like you need to take this serious this was, it was kind of like a, a repeat from high school where the coaches were telling me like if you take this serious <laughs> if you really hone in on your skills your you know your technique your you know the iq the football iq aspect of it uh, you can really take it to the next step and from then i was kind of like okay wow I, I can really take this take this further than than i thought i could um, played games on Saturday and I kept playing well. And then it kind of started sitting in with me when, you know, I started getting, um, all conference, uh, awards and preseason all conference awards. And I got uh, named to a couple uh watch lists for the trophies. 
and that's when it really set in for me. I was like, okay, I can, I can really do this thing. That's, that's, that's great. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, you, you know, uh, I know NFL personnel scouts, they do listen in. Um, this is your opportunity to uh, tell them or, uh, you know, what are the things that you think if they pop on, they pop on the film, what are those traits, those hallmark home run abilities? I like to say that they're going to see that they're going to want to bring you aboard that 53 man roster. Yeah, I think, I think the first thing that sets me, uh, that sets me apart from other offensive linemen and other centers is my athleticism. I think that, you know, I can reach, um, I can reach a nose, I can reach a zero nose, a shaded nose, I can reach a G, which is a two eye. I can reach, you know, I can run, I can get out there on screens, I can run the outside zone, I can be physical inside on the inside zone. And then when it comes to pass pro, I can, you know, I got quick feet, I got a good punch, I'm really explosive, um, and I can, you know, I can move well with the defenders, whether they're, you know, the big the big 360 pounders or if they're the longer lengthier ones that, you know, like to put, like to put moves on. Um, but I think that my biggest, my biggest trait that sets me apart is my football IQ. Um, I don't know if it's visible from the tape, but uh, before every play, I'm calling out every, every defensive front, every, where the mic is, where the safeties are. And I'm talking to the quarterback too. I'm not just talking to the old line. I'm telling them, you know, what I see and, you know, me and the quarterback, uh, since I've been in college, I've worked hand in hand and setting the protections. Cause usually, you know, in college, the, the quarterback will just tell you the protection and the O-line slides that way. Well, for us, they tell me like, Hey, you know, we're going to be in five man protection here. And they let me point, uh, they let me call the protections. And then whether that be five man, six man or seven man, they let me, uh, point the protections based off of what I see. If I see, you know, a certain blitz coming from a side, or if I see a certain pressure that I saw in film, um, just any of the tips that, you know, tip me off to uh, what they may be bringing. So I think that that's, those are my two biggest, my two biggest differences in me uh, that separate me from offensive linemen. And, you know, and Brad, I love that you brought that up because that was going to be my next question. Cause as you just said, the, the center is usually the extension of the quarterback and what he sees or needs to be shown as the uh, defense is lining up. And uh, you definitely uh, cleared that question out of the way in, in, in a fantastic <laughs> fashion. Uh, let me ask you this. What goes unnoticed? Uh, I know you're a team captain. You mentioned your IQ. Uh, maybe you're a weight room warrior, uh, film junkie. Uh, uh, maybe there are certain things in the Bulls' offense that you couldn't show. I really don't know what that could have been. But what else do these teams need to know that they may not see on film that can help you fall in their good graces? Yeah, I mean, things that don't show up on film, um, I mean, you mentioned a couple of them, uh, high football IQ. Uh, I'd like to think that I have great character. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, arguably the hardest worker, you know, I would, I'm not going to be too full of myself on here, but, you know, we did do a, um, <clears throat> we had a competition uh, from January through the end of the summer, and we got graded based off of our workouts and how we performed and the effort we gave, and I graded first every time we did it. It, like there wasn't a there wasn't a week where I didn't where I wasn't first, and that's just the type of person I am. So any team that would be willing to take the chance on me, they'd be getting you know not only a, a football player with a great IQ um, when it comes to the game, but also someone who's willing to put it all on the line for them, someone who's willing to lead by example and not just by word of mouth, um, someone who's willing to just you know put all their chips on the table and show you what they got, and you know just a blue collar, you know bring your a hard hat and lunch pail kind of guy. That's the type of guy I am. 
I love it. And, you know, as you mentioned in high school and then you said it carried over to college that, hey, Brad, you got you got the skill set. Take this seriously. Put in the work. Uh, you know, I hope you end up where you want to go, and that's the National Football League. But I hope we talk again and you're saying, hey, you know, when I'm in the NFL, my coaches are like, hey, Brad, you know, take this seriously. Keep working on your thing. And then, you know, Pro Bowls, all pros. I, I hope those come to fruition yeah. for you. That's what I'm thinking about is, we're maneuvering through this podcast is that it just seems like that is the trajectory of, uh, you know, you just kind of doing the hard work, doing what you do best and just, and kind of letting the less, the rest of it flow out for you. Uh, let me ask you this, uh, you know, for me personally, if I'm scouting a game, if I'm up in the press box and I got the binoculars on them, I love watching the O-line. I love a feisty O-lineman. I love watching maybe, you know, the play goes off to the left. You're pulling to the right, you know. I'm giving the guy that extra nudge. What's it like lining up against you? I mean, are you are you talkative? Are you just quiet? Or do you give that extracurricular activity afterwards? Kind of take us through. What's it like playing 60 minutes against Brad Cecil? 60 minutes against Brad Cecil. You're not going to get uh, you're not going to get too many too many words out of me. Too much back. Too much you know, verbal you know back and forth because I'm usually uh, a little bit out of breath from the play before because I like to go through the whistle. Um, and a lot of times, you know, I'm like I said, talking to the quarterback, talking to the O-line. So I try to save the, the talking for, you know, really like never in the game. <laughs> um, but, you know, someone someone who goes against me for 60 minutes, you know, they're going to know that I'm going to go full speed every single play. Like there's not going to be a playoff for me. Like if the play, if it's a 60-yard touchdown, I'm blocking you until I see my running back the end zone. Like, I'm not – like, I'm <laughs> I'm going until the whistle. And, you know, a lot of people – a lot of defensive players don't like that. I mean, for obvious reasons, you know, they don't want to get shoved, you know, on a on a controversial, you know, when was the whistle, you know. But I'm that type of player. I'm, I've always had that, that edge to me where, I, you know, I want to finish players and the play's not over until you're in the dirt. And if I pancake you, I'm probably going to crawl over you. Like, it's <laughs> it's not going to be pretty for you. Like, it's, you're probably going to get made fun of in film, but that's just that's – just, uh, you know, what it's like to play against me. Like I said, I'm not, not a big talker um, because I like to talk with my pads. But, um, yeah, like I said, someone who's, someone who's going to go 100% every single play, someone who's going to keep wearing down, keep chipping away. And that was, a, that was the biggest thing for me this season is, you know, everyone's 100% on the drive or the first two drives. But, you know, it's the third quarter when you're tired and you might be up or down by a lot and you're, you don't want to play anymore or you've already got good – you might already have, you know, good things put on tape. Um, but, you know, for me, that it doesn't matter what, what play it is, what quarter it is, if we're winning by 50 or losing by 50, like I'm going 100%. Wonderfully done. Brad, we are almost out of time. Before we let you go, uh, we like to call it three and out. A few lo- lighthearted off-the-wall questions. You ready to take a shot with some of those? Let's go. Okay. Now, it could be anybody on the – South Florida coaching staff, but which coach had the biggest pet peeve during practice? An absolute no-no. If you got caught doing it, you might catch a little help. Oh, gosh. Well, our – okay, so our O-line coach, and his name's Coach Mogridge. He's one of the most impactful people of my life. You know, he's I've had him for the last three years at USF, and he's made me into the player I am today. But one of his biggest no-nos is actually – insane like we're not allowed to wear anything other than green under our pads so like we're not allowed to wear a white shirt not allowed to wear a gold shirt like even if it's school colors like it has to be green 
It can't be long sleeves. It can't be baggy. But, like, he's the type of coach to, like, if he sees you in that, he'll give you the shirt off of his back if it's green. <laughs> if it's anything else, he's like, yeah, you're out of luck. Uh, you're going to have to roll after practice. And it's like, oh, my gosh. So it's like you're, you're thinking about practice. You're thinking about, okay, you know, how many periods we got? You know, what do we have today? And then you're looking, I'm like, oh, what shirt do you have on? Oh, okay, good. You're good. <laughs> it's, uh, it was funny. I, I, well, not not to get too far off topic. Is there any? I shouldn't say uh, freshman hazing or something like that. But did did you ever allow anybody that you knew didn't have green on and kind of let them feel the wrath of the coach, or just it's something you look at like, <laughs> hey, you know, you better put green on. Yeah, as much as I want to say that we let it happen, I I couldn't take it. I'm I'm a, I'm a softie at heart. I could not let a freshman go out there and. You know, get screened out and have to yell for 30 minutes at practice. I, I, because I know if I was in that position, I'd want someone to tell me. So I got to look out. <laughs> Fair enough. And uh, the O line, usually you guys are the biggest, beefiest guy team, and I think that coincides with some of the biggest eaters. That said, who's the biggest eater amongst those bull offensive line? And what's the craziest meal one of you guys has thrown down? Oh gosh. Craziest eater. I don't know. I'd probably have to say I'd probably have to say Donovan Jennings. He's he was our left tackle. Um he's been my left tackle. He actually started with me my freshman year. Um he will eat anything and everything you put in front of him. Like it doesn't matter. It it could be a, a car tire, he'll eat it. <laughs> he's uh could be anything. But um in terms of like, you know, us throwing down, like we had we had three NIL deals with um with food companies so i mean we were eating we were eating every (laughs) almost every night of the week out with the boys and that was we would throw down it didn't matter what it was and then for if there was you know every time the super bowl comes on you know we're eating wings we're putting down like 30 or 40 a piece like we're just (laughs) we're slamming them down so we're definitely we live up to the to the stereotype of linemen that love to eat Excellent. And then the final one, I know it might sound crazy as we're sitting here on the 12th or the 16th of December, but once the, the turn of the year, things just become a whirlwind. Draft day will be here. That weekend, you're going to be with family and friends awaiting to hear your name called or where you're going to end up. That said, who is the best cook in your family and what would you like that person specifically have prepared to celebrate that celebratory day? Oh gosh, best cook. You're gonna make some family members mad at me. <laughs> uh, let's see. I would say either. I'm not gonna pick one, but I would say either either set of grandparents. They both. All my grandparents can can really throw down in the kitchen. So it'll probably be a big. They'll all bring something. I'll be happy. Fair enough, and, and very diplomatic answer, uh, Brad. I, I like that. Very well spoken. That way you don't get any grief when the grandparents are listening in to the podcast. Hey, fabulous career. <laughs> Best of luck to you. Hey, seriously. And then, hey, we're right around that year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you, and we can't wait to touch base after the New Year just to kind of catch up. But with that said, thank you again for your time, Brad. Thank you. I really appreciate it. No problem again. Once that is Brad Cecil, the standout South Florida Bulls center offensive lineman, if you will. And uh, as he discussed, um, graded out well from the get-go, and that's kind of just the trend that he set for himself. And that's why he had the accolades, 
that he had, and that's why he's preparing for the 2023 NFL Draft. This has been a C2P exclusive.